It is Wednesday night. It's December 6th, 2023. Hard to believe we are in the last month of 2023, but here we are. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. The three-man band, the full crew back in the house tonight. I'm Tanner Lee. Co-host Paul Zartman, the wise man. Yep. His turds are above average. <laughs> Almost got his face taken off. <laughs> Paul didn't read that before, did he? No, I didn't. Uh, man, last one I saw was uh, Kettle One. So, yeah, yeah. Kettle, Kettle One. I, I, Those guys are assholes. No, I, I might mean, have to we, put that into a into a short right there. Paul's we, reaction was. Close. I mean, I mean, it was great. We uh, we uh, did a little quiz, which will air later this week uh, once Tanner gets it uploaded. And towards the end of the quiz, we talked about averages, and I made a comment, and I thought it would be pristine to carry it over today <laughs> yeah uh, teach me not to read the bottom of the screen before we get started <laughs> it just can't well i have seven days to figure out something for next week should we should we put yeah. it on a shirt put it on a shirt <laughs> well Majin says his turns are andre sides so well, Ooh. i mean you uh more power to you, Maj, and my man, prayers are with and I and, and I really wish I knew some like good fast food chains in, in Canada we can make comments about, but I don't know a damn point. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. Uh, we'll just say that we'll just say Molson extra dry makes your turns extra big. There you go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Shep, what are we drinking tonight? Well, uh the normal kettle one. Um, okay. I have actually, I actually got a really nice bottle of bourbon last week, and I really thought about opening it up tonight, but I didn't want to get too blacked out drunk. So um, <laughs> I might save this bottle. This it's nice bottle of bourbon. I might save it for our next uh, prediction um, in in pay per view. So. Probably drink a little kettle till then, and then uh, maybe next prediction and pay-per-view, we're going to break out some really, really nice bourbon. Our next uh, prediction will be, I think, three weeks from the night, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking tonight, that will be our 2024 predictions as well. Well, it's going to be a loaded show that night. It will, yeah. Uh, yep. maybe, maybe I won't bring that. That'll be a long night. It will be a long night. It will be. It'll be a quick recap and then a bunch of predictions. Uh, Majin's saying, uh, Shep's not drinking Marty McSorley's bathwater? No, it's hard. To, it's hard to drink water laced in gold. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that's not the only McSorley uh, comment we got tonight. We got one from no. Metrics, AW Metrics on Twitter. So he, he, he runs a great account and runs a great fantasy league. Shout out to him, but uh, that popped me yeah. a little bit. Yeah, hey, everybody wants to be on the McSwirly train. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> yes, I started do. it. I started it. Everybody wants to be on it. Just jump yeah. on, boys. Mm. Let's let's go. It's we got to get Marty on. Above average. We got to get Marty on. Yeah, I I could. I think I might be able, maybe make that happen. Just say. 
Come on, just since you mentioned 2024 AW Canadian Tour announced, baby, Winnipeg sucks. I got to wait till 2024, though. Yeah, but that's exciting. Two different Canadian tours next year for Canada. Canada's got great wrestling fans. Yes, absolutely. Imagine, very, very hot crowd tonight. Imagine when you uh, go to the arena like we do, make sure you find the closest aisle seat to the bartender, and that makes you great double vodkas and lemonade. Makes the show just spectacular. My recommendation. And, and, go, go ahead, Paul. Sorry. Uh, and take a sign that says KOP, I'm here. Yes, yes. We'll know where you're at then. What you need to do is get a Shep t-shirt for kicking out shop that says make it a double. Just go up to the bartender and just point at it. Yep. Make it a double. That's all you got to do. She'd yep. look at you and say, you're a man. <laughs> all right so well, let's get into some dynamite talk shall we um montreal quebec canada tonight crowd was hot as paul mentioned very fun crowd tonight great way to start the show if you like just physical brutal hard-hitting pro wrestling this match was for you john moxley versus roosh part of the continental classic tournament i mean the victor in this match was, I think, who everybody thought it was going to be in John Moxley, but it was still a fun, entertaining match throughout. It was a great hard-hitting match. Um, and I'm not giving my spoils, but it wasn't the best match of the night. Uh, I enjoy these two guys working together. They are physical. They are stiff. Um, and... You know, it, it was it was a good opener. It was a good opener. Uh, it went uh, about 12, 13 minutes, probably, even with the commercial mm-hmm. break. So it was good timing, maybe a tad bit long. But, yeah, it was a good opener match. Um, Moxley, every week, he brings it um, some weeks more than others. And I thought tonight was one of his better performances over we've, we've seen the last couple of weeks. So thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, he uh... – he, he, I mean, I'm a fan of Moxley. I think he can uh, he can uh, adapt to any kind of style he's going against. But this one, he didn't have to adapt. This is more his style um, tonight against Rouge. Um, but I, I want to talk about this tournament overall. And I think I mentioned it to you, Shep, last week when, when we were recording the pod. I've enjoyed this tournament, even though I think it's been a little too predictable for the most part. Yeah. But what I like about it is we are getting matchups that we haven't got before. We're getting a lot of face versus face, heel versus heel. That, that's something different. AEW doesn't do very often. Well, and, and and everybody has been very very critical about storytelling, about just throwing two high profile um, wrestlers together and, and and letting them go out and have a match. And, and yeah, they can have a good match, but there's there's nothing behind it. I almost felt like this week, maybe a little bit of last week, but this week every. Maybe besides Moxley and Rouge, every, everything had a little bit of story. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. Switch Switchblade and Lethal, they go back to ROH. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Swerve and 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 Briscoe, I don't I don't think they go back, but they had a hell of a match. If I'm maybe throwing out my little bit of predictions later, um, and then <clears throat> excuse me, you had you had some other th- really good storytelling tonight. Mm. So. I know everybody's quick to say 
Tony's quick to pull the trigger on throwing two high-profile athletes together, which he is. But every once in a while, we it, it develops. It takes a little while, but it develops into a story. So I've been critical about it, about the storytelling. Um, but tonight I felt like this show kind of made me take a back seat to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Majin's comment here. I agree with this. The gold bracket's been far too predictable. Mm-hmm. Actually, a- absolutely zero upsets on that side so far. Blue back blue bracket, far more interesting with a few upsets. Mox doesn't need to win all the time. The, I think the gold bracket's got to get interesting because I presume one of the three winners is going to be Switchblade, Mox, or Swerve. But which one of those three? That's where it's kind of gets interesting. And then the blue bracket, like you said, it's kind of kind of open right now. I, I yeah. think if, I think you got to put Swerve over in that bracket. I'm thinking that way too. I do too. I do too. I don't want to uh, uh, spoil my predictions for World's End, but uh, I, I kind of already have my he, pick for the winner. Dude's on fire. I mean, he he uh, wrestled in House of Glory. Over the weekend, and the crowd was hot for him there. And then he he was there in Jacksonville Monday night against the Bengals. And Tony Khan introduces him to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, and his song plays on the Boo. field. I mean, Boo. Oh yeah, Goodell's, Goodell. Goodell's, a Goodell's a clown. Goodell's a clown. He is a clown. He's uh, he's worse than uh, the rapist Alberto Del Rio. Ooh. All right. Okay, maybe maybe not that far, but he's yeah, down. Yeah. Wow, but he's pretty bad. He's they pretty hang bad. out together. They hang out together. Yeah. There we go. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, good win for Mox tonight. Got it with the bulldog choke, which he's been really finishing everybody off that way lately. So, yeah, but what happened right after just didn't sit well with me. You know, Roosh basically no selling it, coming right out of it, popping right up. And getting right in the ref's face. Oh. I mean, I understand the upset, but drag it out a little bit to come right up after you just got choked out. So, yeah. so uh, let me counter out there, act that, Paul. Um, I felt like this was an MMA finish. There's a lot of MMA uh, chokeouts where, as soon as the winner releases, the other, the the opponent comes to, and you've seen many videos where they attack the official because they don't know in their mind. Like they still think they're in a fight, uh, even though they are blacked out for three, four seconds, five seconds, six seconds, whatever. So I I felt like I'm going to give him a, a, a titch of credit tonight. Uh, I'm going to give him a titch of credit that that was kind of what he was going for. Other than no selling mocks, right. because I think if you no sell mocks, mocks will just beat the shit out of you. My yeah. <laughs> and Roosh is a big dude. Uh, I think he holds his own, but it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a little bit of a uh, of a titch. I think I made that. I'm, I'm making that word up on my own, right? A titch. titch. A titch. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give him a little bit of a titch of a credit here and just say that that, that that's the way he was selling uh, the choke out. So okay, all right, all right. Put it on a ship by or put it on a shirt by put the way, shirt. Tanner. A All right. Titch. My 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 list is getting longer and longer. <laughs> uh up next we saw Renee Paquette welcome Roderick Strong and the Kingdom to the stage. Roderick comes out, says obvious that Max will put his dagger into the heart of his best friend by proxy, Samoa Joe. Strong says he's in the wheelchair because of the consequences of his decisions but he will live with them until now. Sean then gets up, stands up, says he no longer, he's going to be held back by his wheelchair. 
So no Hallelujah! It's a still, miracle. Still a neck brace. <sighs> he can walk. Who knew? <laughs> Next. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about the giraffe shirt for a minute? I mean, seriously, that, that's getting that, ridiculous. That might have been the highlight of the promo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do that, Do you guys? They, that are the fancy dress Renee was wearing. True. Do you guys think um, all three of these guys, one of these guys, two of these guys are part of the devil's henchmen? No. 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 Not even close. No. no. Okay. Too obvious to make it then. Yeah. Yeah, but that could, I don't know, it could be the swerve by not having the swerve, I guess. I don't know. I... I'm so confused. Every week I'm changing my mind who it is. So they got me somebody, I saw somebody do a uh, very in-depth comparison to a um, Nemeth brother. We'll just put it that way. Hmm. Interesting. I have, not, I have not seen that one. I was, uh, uh, I think I sent it to Tanner last week. I was pretty sure the one on the right was Dax Harwood. Yeah, you did send it to me because somebody zoomed in and it looked like his face. I'm pretty sure one of them was Ward, though. It's that one last mm-hmm. week's a big dude. Big dude, and then he showed up the next segment. Yeah, his, with hair. his hair all messed up. So yeah. yeah, that was my thoughts exactly on that mm-hmm. as well. So, so it'd be interesting if it's Dax and Wardlow. There's half of the old Pinnacle, right? which Cash and then Spears, which which Max turned his back to, and he did. Uh, Used them. Let's put it that way. He yeah. used he used the old pinnacle. So, Majin thinks Taven and, and Benin are two other guys. So, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna. F- I think we're gonna find out at World's End. I, I don't think they're gonna drag this out till next year. I thought they were going to, but now with Max's injury, just some other things, I I don't think they can drag it out too much f- further. But, but it was a good progression tonight. We'll we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, Swift Stricken versus Mark Briscoe, part of the Continental Classic Tournament coming up. But before that, we see Adam Page backstage. Uh, nice to see Hangman back. Renee's asking where he's been. Well, he's like, well, I got hit in the back of the head with a cinder block and, and choked out with a chain. So <laughs> couldn't really fly anywhere. Um, but he, he concedes that he's lost to Swerve. But he said uh, he took something from Swerve that will never be taken that he'll never get back. This isn't over. He knows what Strickland wants, and he'll make sure he never has it. MJF then appears, but Hangman says he doesn't have 30 minutes to listen to MJF. MJF and uh, Paige go back and forth about their history, which I loved. I love when AEW does callbacks, especially going oh, back absolutely. to the, the beginning in 2019. This is awesome. Um, MJF claims he thinks uh, Hangman's the devil. Hangman says probably MJF who's behind the mask. The two get tense, but Samoa Joe splits them up before anything can happen. Joe's got to ruin it. <laughs> uh, Majin, I've got to ask, though, can we please develop the devil storyline? Is going the same route as the Outcast versus Originals? Attack after attack after attack. Zero development. Thoughts? Um, yes. But to develop the storyline, you're going to have to have uh, eventually uh, a tag match like we were supposed to have tonight. 
Now, we all know MGF is dealing with an injury, and he thinks he can work around this injury during some tag matches uh, and then just with rehab and not have to have surgery. Um, And I think we saw that tonight with how he was ready to come to the ring and then was taken out backstage. Yeah, I did like that development. Taken out backstage, beer bottle. So it's making it look like it's Hangman. Right. We all initially thought it was Hangman because it was a beer bottle. Right. So, but yeah. but I, I understand how it can be boring. People like Majin put it that he's kind of over the storyline. It's boring him. I, I get it. That's why I think they got to pull the trigger here at the end of the month or it's going to, or they're going to yeah. run risk of losing everybody. If, or, if they or, don't do something, then it has to be first show of 2024 or or how about this devil runs him runs uh runs his mind until Wembley like just haunts him absolutely haunts him even though he he figured out to defend his title to them but just absolutely makes his life miserable and then you debut the devil versus MJF at Wembley yeah that'd I be mean, interesting it, it it needs to be it needs to be that at a, at a show at Wembley over then a uh, full gear or, or whatever. It needs to be one of the big ones. Yeah. You bring up a good point. It's, it's just hard now when, with AW keeps incorporating new pay-per-view after new pay-per-view. We're up to what? Eight, I believe now. And I wouldn't be shocked if they add about two more run 10. Um, well, they, they could, they could, they, they could, uh, I, I don't want to say they can make this the the storyline of, of Cody, of, of finishing the story, uh, but they can extend this for six, seven, eight months. No problem. They can figure that out. Um, and, and obviously they, they're pushing Wembley so hard. We saw it last week, this week. Mm-hmm. It's all you see is them pushing Wembley, which I get. No mirror. I get it. It's it's their it's their you know paycheck. But you're going to need a big marquee match and, and whatnot better than to have your world champion who is over and over the best right now against a basically a mystery opponent that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, let alone the AEW fan base and the wrestling fan base are going to talk about for the next seven, eight months. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're going to – I mean, at one point in time, Tanner's going to say it's Goldberg. <laughs> all right all right so if we want to extend it to wembley mjf is injured we know this so do we run the storyline yeah which we all thought was the devil to begin with with you know him messing with his pocket as he appears and everything else and uh leading us down an interesting hole there do we have the goons attack MJF to the point where he has to go out on injury. They're not going to strip him of his title uh, because this didn't happen during a match or something, you know, or we'll do my least favorite thing and have an interim champion. Um, (laughs) And got Tanner's attention there, Mm -hmm. but, and then the devil just cuts promos each and every week, kind of, this could be who I am. Maybe I'm this person. Maybe I'm this person drawing that storyline out until eventually MJF comes back. And then the devil starts rearing his head again, 
with uh, trying to attack his opponent so MJF can't wrestle until Wembley, where the devil says, I will uh, reveal who I am at Wembley. I, I think you, you're on to something there. Um, I don't know if you do an injury line or injury storyline with him. Maybe, maybe a, there, there's a couple pay-per-views that are, are not needed to have him on there. Maybe, maybe he can go defend the ROH tag titles, and we don't need a world uh, world title defense. Um, some of those pay per views, you know, kind of like Forbidden Door. You you could headline the New Japan title and, and kind of keep him uh, in the weeds. He can do his ROH title, but keep the the, the Triple B in the in the back. So you could do, you could do this correctly, and then have this an amazing reveal uh, at Wembley. And that gives you eight months to figure out who the hell you want to be this reveal um, to shock and all the crowd. Now, whether it's Adam Cole, whether it's somebody outside the company, uh, somebody that's going to be a free agent towards the end of the year, an Okada. I, I don't it's got to be some, it's got to be somebody because I already think right now, and why it's been going on for a couple months, it's already been a big deal to where they've got to land, nail the landing. The longer you draw it out, the more pressure you've got to nail the landing. It can't be a Jack Perry. No offense, Paul. I know that's who you who you. Predict. No, no, no. I'm saying the longer it goes, if it's Jack Perry, people are gonna be so pissed off. You can't have yeah. Jack Perry and 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 uh, uh, MJF headlining Wembley. I'm sorry. No. 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 Now I, you you could I, have I, you, you could I'm have. trying to watch what I say because I don't want to I don't want to reveal my cards for my uh, my predictions for next year and my and my predictions for World's End yet so I'm trying to watch what I say here. No, but you could have a MJF versus. Um, I, I know they're. Uh, it's yeah, not, not the right build. Well, here's the problem with Osprey. Osprey is going to come out of Wrestle Kingdom, whether he's got a belt or not. Um, I think he loses the belt to Moxley, and that brings that feud into AEW. So Osprey's first feud in AEW is going to be Moxley, and I'm probably telling you my my predictions, but I don't, I don't give a shit. But I don't think I, I think you're going to have to have Osprey on camera feuding with MJF previous to August. He's, he's too valuable. So I look and AEW gets a lot of a lot of stuff about ex WWE talents. There's one guy that's there's there actually there's two guys that are due. Um and one of them has the same build as Warload. That's all I'm gonna say. And and his uh, he's not happy right now. His contract is coming up soon, and uh, he's not from the states. I think one of them, if not both of them, would make great members of the Blackpool Combat Club. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Um, but Tanner, didn't you say something about uh, the rumor is that whoever is behind? 
all the masks is actually who it is. It's not somebody filling in for somebody else. That's what Sean Rossap has been. A fightful has been reported that he's been told from people in the company because he's he's been told that a lot of people within AEW know who the devil is. Um, because that's when he was debunking like that Punk was the devil. That's what he was pretty much debunking it by saying they are that if it is Punk, which now we know it's not. But if it is Punk, then everybody in the company was going to be really worked and surprised because they already know who it is. And he said, as far as he's been told, it's not like when the WWE did the retribution angle where it was literally different people behind the mask every week and they didn't even people who ended up being it didn't even know it was going to be them. Um, I guess the people that are planned to be the henchmen have been the henchmen the whole time, according to him. So, but you know, that could change too. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm done trying to guess who the henchmen are by like examining photos. I'm not good enough for that stuff. <laughs> I just think one of them is Wardlow. That that's, that's my prediction. So, yeah. But, but let's talk about the guy who is just a hot talent right now in AEW is Swerve. He swerves when he drives. Little little nana, nana dance there. Everybody's doing it, Ship. I know you're even starting to love it. Nope. Uh, I was uh, trying to look uh, like I froze there because I was not going to do the dance this week. Oh, I'll do it. Uh, everybody's doing it. House of Glory, AEW shows, everybody's doing it. NFL games. Um, yeah, but, uh, but g- good match between Swerve and Mark Briscoe. I feel bad for Mark. He has not picked up a win yet in the Continental Classic, and now he can't win. He's the first person in the tournament that is technically eliminated, even though he's still participating in it. Um, but good match. Swerve in the end hit the Death Valley driver and then got the Swerve stomp for the win. But, um, but Mark held his own. I thought Mark did. I thought this was the best match of the night. Yeah, um, I did too. I thought Mark brought it to him. Uh, Swerve stepped up to Mark's. Um, uh, <laughs> he, he stepped up to his intensity, and it turned out to be the best professional wrestling match of the night. And as I'm watching this match, we had zero storyline between Mark Briscoe and Swerve Strickland. They've, I don't believe they've ever crossed paths. Um, being that, you know, uh, Mark was a strictly ROH guy, um, went to very other promotions, very, very little uh, promotions. The only one I could think they could cross paths was hog wrestling, but uh, Mark would still be a, a tag team. So everybody uh, bitching about storylines. You turn around and throw these two guys in the ring and they put on the show tonight. You could take your building the storylines and wipe your butt with it. Wipe your below average turds with it because <laughs> these guys brought it, went went uh, a 20-minute time limit, the five-minute thing. So they went 16 minutes, let's say, and it was the best 16 minutes of AEW tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Hats off to both. Crowd loved it, and, and I'm pretty sure when uh, they went behind the curtains, both of those guys celebrated tonight. They should have. They, they yeah. should be celebrated. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Uh, we then saw uh, Mariah Mariah May backstage saying she wants to meet with Tony, or she's saying her meeting went well with Tony Khan, and they planned her debut. She'll be studying tonight, watching Tony Storm. 
So we should see her debut soon. So, yeah. I, I don't mind this, though. They're building her character a little bit. You know, they've introduced her. We're getting the, the backstory about her. So before we actually get to see her in, in, in reaction. So I'm all right with it. Uh, we then were supposed to get MJF and uh, Samoa Joe versus the Devil's Masked Men. Joe gets in the ring. Lights begin to flash. The Masked Men all surround the ring. Lights go out. Then the lights come back on. Masked Men are gone. Devil appears on Titan Tron. Uh, he disappears. And then MJF shown back. He's laying on the ground with a smashed bottle around his head. So it is uh, James Storm, right? You, uh, you, you, you still think Tony Khan calls it the Triton? Triton Don? <laughs> Titantron, probably just how about just the screen, but it's a Titantron on the notes. So, oh, okay. I thought that was from the old Titan Sports era, Titan Sports. <laughs> which which was old. Uh, your old uh, Uncle Vince. I'm never gonna get rid of that, am I? No, I just gotta not. lean into it at this point. But hey, um, by the way, speaking of that, what, what did Uncle Vince cook for Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Uncle Vinny, he's got to have a steak with ketchup. Okay, okay. Ho- hopefully, Uncle Vinny drew your name for the Christmas giveaway coming up, right? And, and don't talk to him while he's eating. Never talk to him while he's eating. Don't Why sneeze either. Do that? No, yeah, no, definitely don't sneeze. Or sneeze. Fart. Yeah. Don't get sick. I mean, it's a bad deal. Bad deal. Yeah, yeah. Bad deal. Uh, but we pretty much talked to nauseum about the devil storyline, so I'll kind of... I'll kind of go ahead here to the next segment, which was John Moxley showing backstage saying he's humble before God and his mother. He knows what he is. He's expected to be three and zero, and he expects to win the tournament because he's the ace of the world. Swerve then appears, says it will take more than the new kick pads to stop his momentum. Swerve and Moxley next week. And and I got to think about it. He's right. Mox wore kick pads in an opening match. Like why? Mm-hmm. He never has. I've never seen Mox with kick pads. No, never. And I love that Swerve brought it up. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Swerve. Why wouldn't he? So next week's winner is coming, which is always dabbed one of the bigger dynamites of the year. Are we going to get any surprise like debut or anything crazy? I mean, you you spoke about Nimeth. I don't know when these contracts, because all the latest round of the WWE releases, their contracts should be up. In December, but I don't know when. Yeah. Um, think Hater returns? Or is it still too soon for her? I think somebody asked SRS that today and on the hump on Fife. And he said, as far as he's heard, still 2024 is her return date. So, but I lie. They need her back. They need her back. back. Um, we did get a return in the women's division, which I will talk about momentarily, but... Well, hopefully you're not going to spend a lot of time on it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, ho- hopefully we get somebody ret- uh, return or a debut next week. And I'm I'm giving up on my my Goldberg uh, prediction for 2023 of him debuting because we're we now only got a few few weeks left yeah. and it hadn't happened. So I'm going I'm going with Captain Insano. Captain Insano. Oh, Paul Paul White died. Paul White's dead. That's why Captain Insano's coming. He shows no mercy. So, let's uh, all bounce so, off cars. So let me ask you guys this. I want to get your input on this. And I may be a few days behind here. You know, I'm I missed a whole lot for a while there. Um thoughts on 
Britt Baker's tweet about being unhappy with how she's being used. Do you think TK keeps her off TV because of that as kind of a punishment? I think she's kept off TV until Thunder Rose is coming back, and I think they reignite their feud. I keep waiting for Thunder to come back. We keep we keep hearing it's close, 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 and nothing. I don't understand what the holdup yeah, is. Was, and, and, and I know Brit's fighting through some injuries that was okay. reported. So I, I think Thunder's close. Um, if you give her a little extra time, that allows Brit to heal up, and I think Brit ruins her, you know, re-debut. Um, you know, comes out to the big pop, tries to talk, and uh, and then all of a sudden just gets lights go out, just gets pummeled by Brit. Now all of a sudden Brit takes a spotlight, her return. Um, and those two can make some really, really good magic. We've seen it in the past. Um, they don't and, like each other either. And yeah, they don't like each other personally. So let's go. Hey, let's actually make some money off of that. Like oh, they, they did before. They, yeah. They, they put, yeah, uh, I could go in a rabbit hole. We've been down that rabbit hole many times though. But uh, Majin says Brit's the devil. She gets her promo time that way. Yeah. If Brit's the devil, she grew to six foot six and <laughs> two thirty. But but Paul, to, to answer your question, I had no problem with her tweet, and I was flabbergasted by the fact that she has zero minutes of promo time on TV. I did not realize that yeah. until she tweeted that. So. I didn't either, and I was trying to sit there, go back, and go, you know, yeah, really, um, everybody else had the mic. Hater had the mic. Um, but but since then, I feel like Pony never gives anybody. She never gives, never got the mic as world champ. I feel she, like. Well, I, don't, I, feel like I, don't think, I don't think you want to give Sheeta the mic. <laughs> You're well, probably no, right. I mean, but, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean there. I'm just. She does I'm, struggle just, with her yeah. English. But, she admits it, though, at least. Yeah, right, right. I'm sure she's working at it, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's just there's a lot wrong with AEW's women's division. I think it is slowly getting better, but it's going to take some time. It's going to take I, some time. I, like, I think some of your best women divisions on ROH. Oh, Athena's doing unbelievable work. Billy Stark's awesome. That's an awesome story. It's just too bad yeah. it's not watched by anybody. Yeah. Well, you know, the 47 members of the Honor Club get to watch it. Oh my so. God. Well, that pay-per-view, they're building a joke right now. There's no championships listed for the matches yet. And it's, what, two weeks out? Yeah, I believe so. It's a yeah. joke right now. Oh, what a... it... I mean, I love Ethan Page, but they have a contract signed between Tony Neese and Ethan Page for a match. That'll move the needle. Yeah, worked out well in WWE. Nine days, final battle. There we go. Nine days. It says the fifteenth. I mean, you don't have a year. You don't have Eddie. You don't have MJF for Adam Cole. What are we doing? Yeah, Samoa Joe dropped the title. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that TV title doesn't have a champ. I mean, what are we doing? So, um. Yep, and so we got the lone women's match of the night. It was for the AW World's Women's World Championship. Tony Storm defending against Sky Blue. I thought this match was a good match. I thought both ladies did a good job in this match. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, saw some entertaining spots. Saw Luther get involved. 
Tony Storm getting put on her shoulders, on his shoulders, and, and running with her at the side of the Luth- ring. Lutha. 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 By far the best character he's had. Uh, yes. But, uh, no, I thought that, I mean, we, we knew Tony wasn't going to lose a Sky, but I, I continue, I like that they're continuing to put Sky Blue in these big spots because it's only going to make her better. Yeah. And commentary said it perfectly tonight. This is one of Sky Blue's, if not Sky Blue's, best showing to date. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And she got beat with a roll up. So, mm-hmm. trying to roll. Tony Storm up, Tony Counter with a roll up of her own wins. And then after the match, Rio, first time we've seen her on TV in eight months, makes her way to the ring and uh, sends Tony reeling back with a drop kick. I, you know, I appreciate the fact that Rio is the first women's champion. Don't get me wrong. And she's a very positive person, always smiling, which is great and all. But. I don't need her to be smiling when she's trying to run at her opponent to attack her opponent. And she is, and I'm a small, skinny guy myself. But she's probably weighs 90 pounds soaking wet. And it's really, and I know Rey Mysterio is an amazing wrestler and does amazing things. And, and, and I'm not saying Rio's not athletic, but it's hard for me to buy into the fact that she could be a, a Tony Storm even. Put 99 pounds is what she weighs in at. Didn't Rio beat uh, Nia Jax? Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Yeah, that one. She probably beat Nia Jax, too, though. Well, Nia Jax would have killed her because she doesn't know how to work. But anyways. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Um, I I am not a fan of Rio. Um, This is the one, like, one of the few things about AEW I always agree upon with uh, Paul's uncle Jim Cornette. That, well, I mean, Tanner's uncle is Vinny, so your uncle's Jim Cornette. Well, you know, your uncle is Ship Shitsting. Oh, I'll put I'll put Bagwell's mom on a pole all day long. Um, but. <laughs> Um, I, I feel like this is a it's it's Kenny Kenny's project was this women division when AEW started, um, and, he, and he brought these uh, these women over from Japan. Uh, not that they're not entertaining and stuff, but right. it just doesn't mesh well with 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 our I, I'm gonna say American style. But I mean, Tony Storm is is Australian, but whatever you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at here. Uh, Tony Storm Sky Blue. Uh, good athletes, good, well-built, athletic women, and then you bring a 90-pound lady down and Tony Storm sells this dropkick off the ropes like it came from Brock Lesnar. And it just I, – I have a hard time with it. That's all. I, I, you know. They need Britt back. They need Thunder back. They need Hater back. They need their big hitters back. Those three girls come back, and you get rid of a couple girls. You you're competing with so you're competing with with WWE and Impact. Impact's got a really damn good women's program going on right now. Um, they have been, and they so, know how to use them. The WWE doesn't even use their women's division very well. I'll argue. Well, they got they got three hours of television to fill and a hundred superstars. So. Well, AEW is not too not too far behind. Charlotte's five a man. hours of TV. 
What? What'd what? You say? Did you say nothing? That? Nope. Wait a minute. You're <laughs> saying yeah, Andrade knocking uh, at your door. Yeah. You're saying Andrade married a man? Is this a Will Smith comment? <laughs> like, are you, no. are you are you saying Andrade and Will Smith are like the same dude? What, what's no, going on here, Paul? I'm I'm saying, have you never heard that theory that uh, Charlotte's actually Reed? No, I haven't. That's very no. disturbing. Have you ever heard that? Wow. Okay. No. All right. People are messed up. That's all I gotta yeah. say. What the hell did you read on the interweb? <laughs> I mean, this like I, I I used to make fun of social media like like you. you I mean, the, the book they call face is just awful. But oh, I, I, I didn't like, even read it on Facebook. I, I feel like this is some dark, dark, dark shit. man. Yeah, well, but, you know. Bajan asks, so when can uh, we get Deanna Peraza in AEW? She should have been in there already, but I understand why she stays in TNA. Well, uh, she's free agent come next year. Yeah, wasn't it, wasn't it Deanna that came out and said she had a little bit of a medical issue? I didn't see that, but she could have. I might, I might have missed it. I thought but, I read that last week. It, yeah, she's she's available. Mercedes at one time was kind of pretty much a shoe in AW, but now there's rumors that she could be heading to WWE instead. I don't know, Mister Levesque. We will see. Mercedes Monet. So. I, unfortunately, I think you see her back in WWE. Yeah, I'm a star. Sasha Banks and, will return. And, and, yep. and the only reason being is because of the dollar bill. Hmm? Even though she had a mediocre debut in Japan and got that experience, got that exposure. Um, That'll be well received with Connecticut, and they're going to bring her in open arms and saying, "Oh man, you recreated yourself. Here's a paycheck that nobody else can offer you." Yeah. So. Yeah. Martin said he wanted Rosemary in more so for the whole Alley thing, but now Alley's gone. Now the company, the bunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of WWE, did you see they apparently signed another former AEW talent on the women's side again? I did not. I did not. Mm-hmm. Fill, fill, fill me in there, Majin. I, I must have missed that one. I did not see that. I did not either. Uh, we then got the uh, final uh, Continental Classic match of the night, Jay White versus Jay Lethal. A lot of Jay chants out of the crowd tonight. I thought it was phenomenal. Let's go, Jay. Uh-huh. Jay, you suck. That was a pretty good one. Um, Fun match. Fun match with an Al- like the history they, they talked about, you know, it goes back to ROH. Jay White was there for a year and a half. Um, so got to go against Lethal a few times. Um, in the end, Jay White gets the, gets the win uh, because he tries for a Blade Runner, but Lethal rolled through only to be caught out as White hooked the leg and pinned him with a really deep, deep pin. Um, good match. Once again, Shep, Lethal gets an L. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't like that. Um, I I think they're misusing Lethal. Um, I think he could be. I, I don't think he could be on the um, uh, world championship scene, 
but he could do ROH a solid. Um, he could be there at the Intercontinental Championship scene, the uh, TNT scene. Like he is, he's good. He's a good professional wrestler, and he's a good storyteller. I just, I, I think he's stuck in La La Land right now. They don't know what to do with him. So, and, and especially putting him in the Continental Classic where he can't have any outside interference with his faction that he has right. uh, created uh, makes him even more of of a guy on an island. So, Right, right. And, and I don't think their faction, they know what to do with their faction next either. So, I think he's kind of stuck. So. Yeah. But... And then we got the main event tonight, the TNT Championship, the feud that's been in the making for a long time. Christian Cage defending against his longtime, lifelong best friend, Adam Copeland. Um, these two hadn't faced each other in a long time in the ring. Long, long time. Um, I think commentary said like 10 years. Yeah. Since their last right. one-on-one match. I think you're right. Um, it's been a while. I still would like to seen this. Uh, pay-per-view instead, but with the outcome tonight, I still think we're going to get it out of pay-per-view. The story's not over. So so they faced off in WWE after Christian was in a or TNA? I'm going to look it I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Well, I can do that while you're... Okay, okay. You can do that. Um, this match, I enjoyed it for the story and for just the aspect that I... Because I, I had a tough time with, with this match also, though, because I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, these guys are not as smooth as they once were. There was some sloppiness in the match, absolutely. But they're both older guys, and I'm thinking, you know, 10 years ago, one of these guys was told he could never wrestle again. Then the other one was told a year later he could never really wrestle again. And the fact that we get not only one wrestling, but both are back wrestling and now against each other, I'm like, I got to appreciate the match just for that fact. But it was a little sloppy. Yeah, you're you're a little more forgiving than me. Yeah, I, I still feel like these guys, um, once they got cleared by the doctors, are still pros and should um, conduct themselves that way. Uh, and I felt that uh, Adam Copeland, as when he was Edge. I thought he had some really good matches in in, in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one was a little rough. wasn't bad, wasn't horrendous, but there was a couple uh, moments that I thought uh, it wasn't very smooth, guys. Um, but but they pulled it out. I'll give them. They that. did. They did, and of course they got to work. You know. S- pretty safe being that they both have had head and neck injury history. Um, but, um, but back a lot of back and forth. I mean, it started a match. We saw Copeland just taking it to Christian. Um, and then Christian battles back. Um, we see a lot of action on the outside. Uh, they both go for spears and miss. That's where I Copeland spear, when he was waiting for Christian to leapfrog and was very sloppy. Uh, Christian's at least he ran full speed the whole time. Copeland slowed up enough to make it look sloppy. Um, 
but when, when Christian ran full speed, missed. Copeland accidentally bumped Bryce Rinsberg. Um, so Christian then kicked Rinsberg with a low blow. Both men tried for a spear at the same time, knocked each other down. Nick Wayne's mother then head to the ring, and I knew what was going to happen. She grabbed the TNT title. She looked conflicted which one she was going to hit, but then she finally nailed Adam Copeland. Then uh, Christian then connected with a kill switch, and he stood tall over his fallen friend, then placed Copeland's head underneath the TNT championship and stomped on it. Then got the one, two, three. So in still TNT champion, Kristen Cage. So when, when she came down, um, I'm, not a, I'm not a nice person. So, Looks like uh, 2010, by the way. Okay, 13 years. Okay. 13 years. What's the first thing you thought about with Nick Wayne's mom? With her attire. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you that. Uh, with her attire. She reminded me of Lita from that. From okay. when, when when Edge and Lita were a thing. Uh, Paul? Maybe, yeah. maybe not that crazy as Lita was, but you you're 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 100, 180 degrees from me, so that's okay. Little uh, revealing there. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that Lita was that way, but so mm-hmm. so I look at the uh, okay, yeah, and and you can everybody can judge me. So the the pants she was wearing are very uh, shiny, very okay. leathery, and uh, I had a. Uh, ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, current wife. I'm not going to tell you which one. That wore a, <laughs> a uh, shiny pair of leather pants, and when he walked beside her, uh, it, it, just, it made a lot of noise. And I said, you know what? You remind me of fucking Scuba Steve. You're wearing you're wearing a freaking wetsuit. You're Scuba Steve. And it didn't go very well. And maybe that's why I'm divorced and many girlfriends and whatever down the road. Uh, but when she came down and I saw them pants, I'm like, holy shit, here comes Scuba Steve down an AEW ramp. Like, that's Scuba Steve. Like, like come on. I couldn't I couldn't focus on what the hell she was doing. All I could think of was Scuba Steve. So, there you go. Judge I mean, me, Adam, yell at me, whatever. I don't know. It added more to the story. It lines up with we're going to get a rematch probably at World's End. Um you know, and, and she had reason to do it within the story. I mean, he gave Adam gave her son a concerto. What mother mm-hmm. wouldn't retaliate? I but I kind of agree with Majin. It should have ended with Christian Cage making out with Nick Wayne's mom. That would have been a fun way to go off air. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we might maybe we get that next one. Because I you can't I tell me know. that you can't tell me that Christian didn't or- orchestrate this behind the scenes. He outworks everyone. So he oh, yeah. Adam. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He outsmarted Adam tonight. So Yes. Yes. But at least it was Nick Wayne's mom and not the protege and kill switch. Yeah, that would have kind of been like, all right, so that was for nothing. Yeah. So. But, yep. So, and that was actually Christian's first, only his second time he's beat Edge and or beat Adam Copeland in one-on-one. Um, competition first time in 22 years. I saw that on Twitter tonight. Wow. Well, technically, it's the first time he's beat Adam Copeland. That is true. That's true. It's always been- <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds Christian outworked Nick's mom? 
Mm. Well, you know, Nick did need a father figure. It's true. It's true. <laughs> next segment. Just go. Just go. Just go. There are no next segments. That's the end of the just show, go. Shep. Just go. No, we're we got other stuff talking about. Oh, I I could really tee this up with our uh, our rating, Shep. What 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 do you give tonight's rating? Six point nine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are children. We Would are have been children. completely no. different, but you know, Nick Wayne's mom. No, actually, <laughs> actually, no. This this was a uh, one of my uh, more enjoyable shows. Uh, I enjoyed the Continental Classic, even though all the haters are talking about the storylines. I still enjoyed it. I uh, thought we got some really good quality professional wrestling tonight. Uh, so I was I was pretty high tonight. I, w- I was seven point nine. Wow, that was higher than last week, even. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I'll tell you what the the Mark Briscoe uh, Swerve match did it for me tonight. It really elevated uh, everything. I love the Moxley Roos match. It was good, hard hitting. Stop it, Tanner. Yeah. Um, uh, Swerve or uh, dipshit Nana you- was at ringside, so it made me uh, made me. Uh, enjoy it so yeah he's gonna do the prince nana dance every week until you give this a 10 i hope he has a hip dysplasia from all the wear and tear of that gyrating he's gonna do because uh, it's never gonna happen never say never in wrestling oh that's what triple that's h true. said sorry it all froze over or Paul uh, Levesque, I should say. Hunter. He goes by too many names. Yeah. Uh, John Paul uh, Levesque. All right, 7-9 from Shep. Paul, what's your rating? 7-7, uh, seven, seven, and that's got nothing to do with Shep's. I was already stuck on 7-7 seven, seven before uh, Shep said anything. Really enjoyable show. Um, there were just some down spots for me. Um, Rio, I didn't enjoy her the first round. I haven't enjoyed her. It's a Jim I've, I've never enjoyed her. That's one of those. I know it's Kenny's, one of Kenny's favorites, but I just, I could do without her. Rather would have seen Britt Baker come down than that. Or oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, Nyla come down. All right. Yeah, That's bad if I'd rather, I'd rather have Nyla on my screen than Riho, but you know. Uh, but yeah, 7-7 seven, seven tonight for me. Well, I'm riding the ballpark of you guys, but I think this might be a first time the low man tonight. That's seven six. So, uh, but still, I still thought it was a solid show. I think AEW is doing, and Shep and I hit on this last week. They're doing what they need to do. They're focusing on themselves, focusing mm-hmm. on their talent, focusing on the, focusing on their matches, focus, focusing on their storytelling. So maybe slowly but surely, but it's getting better, and that's how they got to heat up the product again because. As much as we love AEW, I think all of us can agree it's not the product it was in 2019. It's not the product it was in 2021, even. And they're mm-hmm. well behind the eight ball and competing with the WWE right now. And, and maybe and they shouldn't. That, that shouldn't be their focus. They need to focus on being a good alternative and get back to their roots. And they can do that. I think yeah. I think they can be primed for a big 2024. They just got to get back to their foundation. Especially with so. uh, a lot of uh, rumors of 
lots of negativity behind the scenes and mm-hmm. lots of people being unhappy with their current position in the company, whether it be a booking or as a coach or whatever. There seems to be a lot of unhappy people in the roster right now, and TK has got to turn that around. Otherwise, WCW 2.0. I've, I've seen so much on social media comparing WCW to AW and and how how they're 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 too close together and they're they're going to end up failing together um one thing and this is not being cocky okay tony tony khan probably has more money than ted turner okay let's just go there mm-hmm. so the longevity there can last and I, I don't think a I don't think AEW could break Tony Khan. Okay, I don't care how bad it gets. I don't think it could physically break him, where his personal life changes. Okay, mm-hmm. leave it at that. Go go ahead. You, they're, you're, they're making a profit. They're gonna get a big TV deal now. The TV deal could look different. I could see. Uh, Warner Discovery saying Collision's not doing good. We got to scrap it. Maybe even scrap Rampage. Just going back to just Dynamite. I could see that. Maybe that'd be a blessing in disguise. Honestly, I don't know. But they're going to get a TV deal. They're going to be around for a while. I'm not worried about that. They do have some nuts and bolts. They really need to tighten. Um, they need to fill in some cracks. You know things like that. But I, I still think they got a good, better structure than WCW. I mean the Brian Danielsons. Um, some other veterans in that locker room, especially Brian Danielson, though, especially if he's on this discipline committee and things like that. Those guys aren't going to let it go by the wayside. But I think at this point, they need to really limit themselves of signing these um, release WWE stars. They do. They do. And, yeah. and, and more focus on some strong independent professional wrestlers. And some guys overseas, you know. Obviously, Okada's been in the news the last uh, last what four days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, worry about guys over in Japan and Europe. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, over over guys like um, uh, Dolph Ziggler and. and no, we're on. I like Dolph Ziggler. I think he's super entertaining. I think he could do very well. Just he's got that WWE stigma behind him to, to do that. So I agree with you, Ship. But my my predict one of my predictions for twenty twenty four. I'll go ahead and spill it out here. I I think it's going to be another crazy year in pro wrestling. Maybe it won't be as drama filled as twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two. I don't know if it could be as drama filled as twenty twenty three, but I think we're going to see more talent jump back and forth between companies than we have since the conception of AEW because so many contracts are coming up, and that's good for business seeing them bounce back and forth. So I think you know, and, and Tony's already showing this; he's not re-signing as many people as he once was. So when contracts are running up, he's letting a lot of them go. QT Marshall, for instance. And he shouldn't because he's lost dark and elevation on the YouTube channel side. Right. Yeah. Um, We don't only run the cable. So um, now there's some guys on the ROH side that have performed uh, that I think could uh, 
be very, very beneficial um, on AEW. One of them is, is, is Gringo Loco. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan, Jordan Oliver. Um, mm-hmm. uh, those guys are kind of fed in with, with Nick Wayne as well. Um, so I, I think he's got some guys that could... Um, <laughs> I think he's got these guys that really could step up and and and, and fill those um, roles where he does not need to some uh, sign these release talents from WWE. Let yeah. the let those release talents from WWE uh, hit the independents and mm-hmm. and recreate themselves. Mm-hmm. It worked. Mm-hmm. Hey, it worked for Cody. Oh, yep. Cody's completely first. First look at Cardona. Yeah, Cardona is one. Now, and I'm telling you right now, I think Cardona. I'll make a little prediction here. This has nothing to do with our stuff. Cardona shows up. uh, Royal Rumble. I can see that. It's in Florida too, Tampa. So, so Cardona's been doing these loser leave town matches, and he's lost a couple of them. Um. So he lost yeah, the hog wrestling. He lost the hog wrestling championship to Santana. Um, he lost a loser leave town in MLW. I know he won the GCW one. He he won the GCW one, but GCW that they run, they, he could lose that next week. So yeah, um, I really think Cardona's heading back to Connecticut. I think I think I think and. He shows up and gets paid, and I don't think he—I don't think he shows up as Zack Ryder either. I think he and his wife's as, back there, like Majin said, his wife's back there. So, well, yeah, he can't go back as Zack Ryder. He's got to go back. It, as yeah, if he doesn't go back as Cardona, everything he's done since leaving WWE will mean nothing. You're right. Yeah, I think he shows up as a Indiana Jones character, the mm-hmm. indie god, mm-hmm. and. Cody's proved you you can take what you've built outside the WWE and make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, yeah, if they wanted to, if they wanted to. So, all right, uh, wrestler tonight. We'll go get back to that. Paul, shut yeah, it go off. Ahead. Oh, okay. Um, in a losing effort, I'm going to go Mark Briscoe. Uh, I really enjoy you, dirty, tonight. you dirty, you dirty dog. Uh, I always enjoy watching Mark, but tonight was kind of somebody different because we haven't seen him take on Swerve before. It was a different style than he's used to dealing with, and I just really enjoyed watching the match. It, it, he did a great job. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, my rest of the night, Swerve Strickland. I thought those two guys put on the best match we've seen in a couple weeks, actually. So, well, I will go with a female. I'm going to go with Tony Storm. Then um, enjoyed her match against Sky Blue tonight. Uh, and I forgot to mention this in the notes. I enjoyed the uh, Turner Classics guy they brought on. That that was that was cool. Um, I just really enjoy her character and what she's doing. She's doing something out of the box, totally different, so totally creative. And I can get I can get behind that. All day long. That's what, that's what I like. So, um, when she she entertains me every time she's on the TV. This black and white stuff, it's just different. I like it. I like it a lot. So, so is tonight the first time they've gone black and white mid match, 
or have I just I missed that in the think past? Min -match, no, I think min-match it is. I mean, they do the entrance. They've done the backstage stuff where it's black, white, color, black, white. But I haven't seen them in a match, so I think it is. That, that's a neat little touch. I, I do love, though, her attire is like straight 60s women's professional wrestling. She's mm -hmm. got the boots. She's got the attire. Um, she She's playing the part. I love it. Mm -hmm. Oh, perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yep, she's my wrestler of the night. So, uh, anything else you guys want to hit on uh, in AW related or even outside the world of AW? I don't, I don't think I have much tonight. But I, I, I don't. don't have much tonight. We, I mean, we always talk about Cody, but there. didn't get, didn't get, didn't get a lot this week. So, and they're going to do the match already next week. So, yeah, we we can yeah. probably skip skip that segment. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, but much no punk signing nope. this week. I think he is going to be Friday night, though, according to his Instagram story. So, all there right, you there you go. <laughs> so I guess that falls on me now to wrap this bad boy up, doesn't it? Yeah, and before before you do that, Paul, I want to plug. Uh -huh. I did an interview uh, for our podcast yes. over the weekend with. Uh, Plugo is his name. He goes by Plugo. He, he's an Indiana guy like us. He lives in South Bend. He's a wrestling podcaster. He hosts uh, two podcasts, Between the Beards, and and also um, the uh, the yeah the enforcer. Nope, that's not right. Um, I'm looking up his other his, his other podcast. I can't remember right now. I'm sorry, Plugo. I am botching this really bad. Um, you are very badly. I am. I am. I wasn't prepared. Mm -hmm. I didn't have don't have notes or anything in front of me. But Slacker. Uh, but anyways, we we shot the breeze about all sorts of things wrestling. A lot of AEW talk, rather a lot of um just pro wrestling talk overall. We talked as wrestling fandom. Four exposure podcast. There you go. Between two beards and four exposure podcast, which is part of the Love Wrestling brand, which is a Canadian based promotion up there. So um yeah. Check him out. He also went to the uh, Black Label Pro event on Saturday that featured Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful Sean Ross Sapp, uh, against Shaza McKenzie. He said that was a lot of fun, and he did one of his podcasts on site there. So, yeah, just go go on our YouTube channel or wherever you listen to his podcast at, and it's up there. We we just shoot the breeze about wrestling for about an hour. So really enjoyable, enjoyable conversation with him. All right. Now, with that being said... Be sure to check out uh, kickingoutshop.com. It is your place to go for all of your KOP merchandise. Support a great podcast. Look great doing so. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if it happens to be Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us that five-star review because we are five-star KOP. Be sure to follow the Kicking Out podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to follow... Austin Shepard at the Shep 27, your KOP predictions champion, Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92. And be for sure to follow myself, Paul Zartman at Paul Zartman 921. And with that, for Austin Shepard and Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Buy the merch and join us next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>